So I want to tell you about one of my favorite guilty pleasures. Well, it's not really so guilty. Beauty Bar Chocolate is an amazing, amazing chocolate bar actually created by one of our show guests, Candice. And it's basically been created to be a way to enjoy chocolate without all the guilt. Beauty Bar Chocolate is sugar-free. It's created with adaptogens and even pearl collagen, which gives you this amazing natural spa glow. It's made with 83% raw chocolate, and it's actually created to relieve stress, fight fatigue, and balance hormones. It's keto and paleo friendly. And let me tell you what, I have to have a little bar every night before I go to bed. It's the greatest. I love that it has collagen in it. I love that it incorporates pearl. And it's something that I absolutely cannot live without. So go ahead and check out beautybarchocolate.com. And while you're checking out, use discount code under the influence for 10% off. That's under the influence at checkout. And enjoy and get your beauty on with Beauty Bar Chocolate. What's up, Influence fam? So excited to be back. Episode 30. Wow, look at us going. Just rolling right on through. So on this week's episode of Under the Influence podcast, um, we have the amazing Ashley Spadelli on. Ashley is a personal brand coach slash DJ slash podcaster slash amazing creative. She's also a San Diego native. So I was really eager to have Ashley on the show because she's someone that when I, I've kind of known her via Instagram and then finally I got the opportunity to meet her in person and she's just this beaming like unicorn of white. She's so cute. She's so fun. And she really kind of offers something different as far as like a brand coach. She actually helps people kind of tap into the self-love activation and really understanding how to take care of themselves while running a business. And from that, she kind of activates this new way, this new mindfulness and this new way of thinking to help people better their businesses for success. So I'm so excited to have her on. Again, she's someone that I absolutely adore and really admire and so much fun to talk with her. You need to follow her on Instagram. It's great. Literally Ashley Spadelli. And that's her handle. And she's just like, it's like a giant rainbow. It's the best thing on the planet. I love it. So without further ado, let's get down to it and welcome her to the show. Under the Influence Podcast is all about bringing together brands, influencers, thought leaders, and communities to inspire and empower a positive impact. Each week, I will dive into the power of influence over the ever-changing, trend-chasing, and slightly obsessed entrepreneurial and influencer community. We talk insider tips, tricks, the latest buzz, and even our top not-so-secret happy hour cocktails. My name is Whitney Eckes. I'm the owner and founder of Eckes Marketing and the Influence Movement, and we are about to get under the influence. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to Under the Influence Podcast. I am here with Ashley and Zeus, her amazing little dog. Oh, my God, he's so cute. And it's Ashley Spadelli, right? Did I Spadelli. Spadelli. I said that yeah. right. Okay. Yeah, I was, like, job. trying to pronounce it, and I was like, I hopefully I don't butcher this, but here we are. <laughs> so, Ashley, you're also a San Diego native, and I feel like we've known each other for 
probably quite some time. I mean, you're doing the whole influencer thing, you're a DJ, and you're also this amazing business and brand coach that really helped people kind of elevate their business and break out and do all these amazing things. So tell us a little bit about how you got started there. Yeah. How did I get started with coaching? I think it's funny because we throw these labels on ourselves, but for years I've been coaching and supporting people in their lives in different areas, whether it be artistically or in relationships and and how to better themselves through self-love. So it kind of just ended up becoming a thing because it was what I was doing in conjunction with you know, influencing and blogging and being a makeup artist for 15 years. Uh, it just it just flowed into my life. That's so amazing. So yeah. where did kind of like your passion come from for this? Because I mean, like you said, you kind of were doing all these different things. What led you kind of to down that path? Yeah, as a makeup artist, one of the things that I love about about that profession is that I'm able to make somebody feel so good. Like after they have their makeup done, they just feel so good. And that feeling is so rewarding. So to be able to do that on a deeper level in somebody's business and in their life was really what inspired me for years because there's just – I knew I was destined for more and to be able to support people on another level just besides – applying makeup. Not that I'm knocking that by any means because it was my career for so long and makeup artists are amazing humans. They become therapists a lot of the time just Mm -hmm. as a hairstylist does because your client will tell you things that maybe they won't tell somebody else about their insecurities and things going on within them. So it became a thing where I was like, you know, I, I I have a story basically. I severe from I suffer, severe, (laughs) I suffer, my words, Um, I suffer from severe anxiety and I couldn't figure out how to battle that for so long and I was like, how do I do this, how do I figure this out and on that road and that journey to healing and, and dealing with my anxiety holistically instead of with like medications and drugs that doctors were prescribing me, I kind of started to realize that there was... I needed to help change other people's lives if I was changing mine because it was so powerful what I had figured out in conjunction with also I was in this really emotionally abusive relationship that kind of shape-shifted me and made me not who I really was. Mm -hmm. It kind of made me feel as though being me was wrong. The person in my life made me feel like the things that I liked, being extra and bright and (laughs) having an extensive wardrobe because, you know, I have these things and they're great, they're things, but it was all the different dynamics of my life of being a creative human being and showing up and creating this this persona that I loved. I love to play dress up. And (laughs) you're sitting here and you're such a light, you know, and I want to try to like convey this over to our listeners. I mean, you have this amazing, beautiful pink hair, you have bright (laughs) blue eyes, you know, you're wearing these gorgeous crystals around your neck, like you're stunning and you are such a light. And so keep going. I, but I just had to convey that over because she's talking about like, you're talking about your wardrobe. You're talking about, you know, you're this creative side that kind of just like flowing through you. And like right now you can totally see it. Like it's captivating. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Yeah. So this person kind of like, I was in a low place in my life when this happened and that affected me in a, in a place where I just felt so low 
and I was scared and I was afraid and I basically thought my life was over. I had this like wake up call and I was like, no, life is not meant to be like this. Like it's meant to be lived. And I see all these other people having amazing lives and all of this stuff. And I couldn't figure out how they were doing it. Mm -hmm. So I really had to look inside and realize like, hey, like you don't really love yourself, I guess. Like that might be the root of the problem. So I started to talk to myself differently and show up for myself differently. And I realized that in that moment, I kind of like vowed to myself that I was never going to allow anybody to tell me that one, I wasn't good enough, but two, like me being weird was like, weird or like unacceptable because fuck that like seriously (laughs) honestly I just so I just was like I'm gonna live my truth and I'm gonna be authentic and real and I'm gonna share things and if people don't like it oh well I love that so much I feel like that's such you know that's such a good thing to have especially when you're talking about like your business and your brand and things like that Tell me more about how you see self-love playing into somebody that maybe owns a business or is wanting to start a business. Yeah, I think it plays a huge role because if you're not taking care of yourself, you're not able to really show up 100% in your business or for anybody else that's involved or connected in your business that you're supporting. So if you really aren't taking care of you and filling your cup up first, you're not going to be your best self for yourself, but everybody else. Yeah. And that's not going to uh, really help your flow in your business. Totally. No, I mean, I can totally agree with that because I feel like there's days too where it's like you can only fake it for so long. Yeah. You know, and I'm totally a believer of like fake it till you make it. Like put it, put it out there, like step in there confidently, like yeah. own it. Yeah, me but, too. But I totally and also believe in that too where especially, you know, if you're running a team or, you know, you're launching your business, like there is a – I don't know, like you said, there's a side of needing to take care of yourself, but there's also a side too where it's like you have to really kind of love who you are, especially if you're going up and putting yourself in the spotlight. You know, maybe if you are an influencer and you're dealing with, you know, negativity or haters or things like that, you know, you kind of have to be your own number one fan. I totally agree. And you have to really believe in yourself because if you don't actually believe in what you're saying, what you're promoting, your audience, your followers, the people who are looking up to you are not going to feel that. They're yeah. going to know. Yeah. Eventually, they're going to know. So maybe you could fake it a little while, but it's <laughs> not going to last that long. No, totally. So tell us a little bit about, you know, okay, so you're, I mean, I love talking to you about your coaching and everything that you're putting in because <laughs> it's like, it's like warm fuzzies, you know, like it yeah. feels good to talk about it. It feels good to hear about what you're doing for people. Yeah. But tell us about the couple other avenues that you're down. You're also this amazing DJ, which <laughs> yeah. is rad. Yeah. How did that start up? How did you get into that? Oh, man. Well, I love music. I've loved music for so long, forever. Basically, in the womb, I think my mom <laughs> just, like, started listening to Madonna and dancing with me while she's pregnant with me. And there's, like, yes. one song called Lucky Star that it's, like, it just, you know, it's one of those songs that's, like, so prominent in my life. But music just has always been like, you ever see the movie Almost Famous? And she goes into the record store and she's just like, if you're ever sad and, you know, you know, you don't feel, I'm not quoting it right, but you. You're never alone in the record store because you're with all your friends friends. or something like that. Yeah, because you always have your friends. So growing up, it was a crutch for me. Music was always a crutch and it still is to this day. And I'm 
just so passionate about it. And I feel like you can always have kind of like some sort of soundtrack to your life going on. So I went to school actually for radio, TV, broadcast and film. And I interviewed bands back in the day. I wanted to be a VJ on MTV. (laughs) Um, That's awesome. True story. So uh, I had a radio show earlier on and then I kind of just all these years wanted to really just step into DJing and just being able to curate the fields for like events and things like that a year and a half ago I just decided I was like I've been wanting to do this for five years fuck it I'm just gonna do it (laughs) you know it's just like this fun little thing to like not little but it's a fun thing to do and I, I taught myself I had a friend who helped a little bit and he guided me like do this do that And I kind of, it was one of those things where I just stepped into it and was like, I'm doing this. I don't know what I'm doing, but I'm doing it. And that's like the best advice I could give to anybody. Cause like, of course I was scared, but I just owned it. Yeah. But you also, I mean, you've DJed pretty much every girl boss power, women empowerment (laughs) event in San Diego. I mean, right. Like I always see your name. I think that's actually how I found out about you first off was literally because of your DJ. Yeah, it's Which been it's been a really cool avenue for like networking and then just connecting with people. And that wasn't the intention in going into it. It was just like I love music. I just want to like be that person who's able to like make the party go. Yeah, but and you're like the perfect like uh, like you're the perfect DJ for a party because again, like the pink hair and you got like the rainbow laptop and like everything else <laughs> going on. Like it's so much fun. Yeah, it's fun. That's so awesome. So, tell us a little bit about, you know, you know, how who was the person that really inspired you or influenced you to kind of go down this path and really kind of live your dream life and live your life doing the things that make you happy and that you're passionate about? Hmm, that's a great question. I feel like when I really realized what was there was a couple of people, nobody who's like a crazy big celebrity by any means. So, uh, I mean, well known people. So you'll probably know some of them who are listening. But when I was on the self love journey in the beginning, I stumbled upon Gabrielle Bernstein, mm. and I just really love her. Yeah. And like her story is pretty powerful. So I looked up to her and saw like how she was able to drastically change her life. And then another person, her name is Gala Darling. Mm -hmm. I had done her makeup years ago and she went from being a fashion blogger into like more of the spiritual space of manifestation. And she's just a light also. So I kind of was like, oh, I'm like, she's just like killing it. And she's like being herself. And that was always what I wanted to step into. So I guess those two people were influential, but just viewing other people and like boss babes and influential women just being like, wow, they're doing it. Okay. I'm capable too. And why not me? Because at the end of the day, you decide nobody gives you a permission slip. Yeah. I love that so much. And I think you're, I mean, I love that you have those two people and you kind of, again, associated them with this light, you know, of like, you know, I can do this, you know, they're doing it. I can do this. I mean, I have people too that I look to and I'm like, yeah, like if they can, like, why, why can't I, you know, if I, if I'm, if I'm just going to go for it and really throw myself in there, I can do it too. Yeah. And it's such a mental, you know, it's such a mental game. Mm -hmm. starting your own business and really putting yourself out there. What are some like tips for you that you feel like, or you could get the listeners for how to kind of work with yourself or, you know, maybe some like 
positivity or yeah. kind of some coaching that you can get? Like, what's some tips? Yeah, there's a few. There's definitely a few that I have. One is your language. How are you speaking to yourself? Mm-hmm. How are you showing up for yourself? So are you talking to yourself like your your best friend or are you talking down to yourself? So be be as positive. And I know there are moments, like, it <laughs> – it would be silly of me to be like, I'm positive all the time. Like, hell no. Like, you know, I I write affirmations. I have a journal. I do meditation. I, you know, invest in yourself any way that you possibly can. Like, you know, get a mentor, get a coach, because that's going to collapse time in your business. Find somebody who already has done it and learn from them. That way you're not wasting time and money just dumping into your business trying to figure it out yeah you know you'll go so much further with that but do like a morning routine and have dance parties I know okay so let's also (laughs) talk about that so you recently moved in with Angie Lee yes which is great yeah you two crack me up and you guys are always (laughs) dancing we are we are I tell, tell and you started this like challenge, didn't you? Like you guys like yeah. were on like this dance party challenge. Yeah. So it's funny because like Angie and I connected last year, and I DJ Pays to Be Brave, which is like her major event that happens yes. once a year, and um, we met through Kaylee Christina Clark, and she kind of connected us, and after Pace to be brave we just like connected on another level and became besties and i had been doing this hashtag i think since the middle of last summer like in july i think i started it called uh daily dance party project yes okay that's what it is yeah and angie had no idea and i was like we're like doing the same thing not that we're the only two people on this planet doing this (laughs) which makes me really happy and excited because it's a movement to move and like just stop in the middle of your day when you're kind of feeling like low and put on your favorite jam and just dance it out and it doesn't matter if you can dance or not it's about moving your body because you release serotonin and then all of a sudden like whatever was really bothering you or was kind of making you like lag in your day doesn't matter anymore because it's bringing you into the present moment of just like being Mm -hmm. and like feeling like into whatever music is making you feel good right now And I think that that's so powerful for every single human being. You know, it's so interesting that you're kind of bringing this up because me and my dad were just talking about those moments that you have when you kind of, like you said, when all of a sudden you get to that present moment yeah, and everything else kind of fades into the background and then you start realizing maybe things aren't as bad as they seem. Maybe your yeah. problems aren't as big of a deal, yeah. you know, it's kind of like one of those moments where it's like you like stop and smell the roses kind of thing, but it's like, it's all, it's just almost like a wave of like joy and like relief. Yes. And that's so awesome. I need to start doing that. I you do. In the office. You, you should, <laughs> you should make it like a stop in the middle of the day and the office needs to do it with you because yeah. honestly we get, it's normal for us as humans to get stuck in our brains and just kind of go in this cycle and This links to anxiety too because we're either living in our past or living in our future in our minds and those are two things that we cannot control any longer. All you can control is right now in this moment, this present moment and that's where anxiety can't live. Yeah. Wow. That's powerful. Yeah. That's super powerful. I love that. So let's talk about social media. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Let's do it. <laughs> the good, the bad, 
bad and the ugly, right? Right. Tell me about like, what are your thoughts on social media? You know, as, as let's talk about it more on the anxiety kind of note, because we're kind of moving in that direction. And, you know, I think that's something too, with the influence movement that we always want to talk about is like the social good, you know, using yeah. social media to positively impact people, oh, which yeah. I see a lot of what you're doing. Yeah. seems like your social media and your brand is very positive. It's very empowering. You know, mm -hmm. I see you inspiring young business entrepreneurs and women and things like that. So tell me a little bit about how you see social media playing into your mental health. You know, we we can get, we can go down that rabbit hole <laughs> and we can fight those fear monsters and have that comparisonitis going on, mm -hmm. you know, because all of a sudden, like 45 minutes go by and you're like, where the fuck did I just go yeah. <laughs> from like watching stories to scrolling through your feed? And I think it's all perception and how you take it because mm. instead of looking at it in the light of, oh my gosh, she's doing this and she's doing that, if you take that energy and you're like, good for them, like they're killing it. Like yeah. I'm proud of those people. So again, going back to the why not me, it should inspire you then to get off your ass and then do yeah. something. But also, like, don't feel bad if you're going through something right now and maybe you're not showing up as much as you're seeing other people doing because you don't know what somebody else's life is really like. You don't know what they're going through. So that's what I would say when it comes to that and, and playing into mental health. It's like you just kind of have to check yourself. Mm. Like, have friends that you can maybe bounce off of and just be like, hey, like, do I seem a little crazy for thinking this or that? Or like, I'm still, I'm still victim to that too. Like, you know, sometimes I see something and I'm like, oh my gosh, so-and-so posted this. Is she mad at me? And then I'm like, that's so dumb. I didn't do anything. Why is she mad at me? Like, I hear myself say these things and it's just like, that's human nature. So it's just kind of like, I mean, it's just setting boundaries for yourself yeah. and, and trying to especially if you're in creation mode, mm. I'd say stop. Mm -hmm. Like don't go on Instagram as often as you're going on. Mm -hmm. And you might be like, oh, Ashley, but how I need to engage and I need to do this. Okay, well, like set 20 minutes aside here or there. And maybe you're not as active mm -hmm. because you need to refocus your energy somewhere else. But that's my biggest advice because when I'm creating and I need to be in my business, I am really not sitting on Instagram scrolling as much as I am at other times yeah. because I can't afford to do that. Yeah. Well, you know what? It's funny because the last guest that I had on or that I just interviewed yesterday said the same exact thing is that it within the creative process, constantly bombarding yourself with what other people are doing actually hinders it it's not it's like it's almost like a block right like yeah. you're constantly looking at other people's creations you're constantly looking at what other people are doing mm -hmm. and it almost blocks you because you're not able to like you said focus on you put your brain back into your business yeah and I I totally I totally feel that too I mean I the mental health thing you know the reason why we talk about it is because we're seeing like all this research come up from social media you know, we're seeing people are getting crazy anxiety from an information overload from, yeah. you know, the constant feeling of like, you know, all these people out there are living these great lives. Why isn't your life that great when you're seeing, you know, 20% of their life that's curated and been scheduled out and things like that. Right. And it's just, it's, 
it's in such an interesting time right now. Yeah, we really are. I mean, I think the message has to be like, hey, we are aware that these are quote unquote highlight reels and like people are putting time and effort into their content as Mm -hmm. they should. I, I actually wrote a post about this last night. It's like, you're not going to walk into a job interview in sweatpants and yoga pants. Like you're probably going to walk in like polished and like looking your best because you want that job. So if you're running a business on Instagram, if your content looks like shit, you're not going to attract like those clients and those followers and your audience and your community to you if you look like crap. So (laughs) I mean, putting time and effort and care into content that you're creating is making it look good. So yes, maybe that's not everyday life. Like I'm in sweatpants and and yoga pants like 90% of my life at home, which I do show on my Instagram stories with like (laughs) no makeup on. But like I do want to be polished and show up somewhat in my feed. 100%. And I like that you compared it to like a job interview because I think that's like really what it – like it is. Like – you know, these influencers or bloggers or, you know, coaches, yeah. they're, you know, they're wanting to attract their ideal client. They're wanting to attract brands. They're wanting to attract things that are going to, you know, help fund their income and fund yeah. their business. So I completely agree with that. Yeah. Where do you feel like social media is going? Mm, that's a good question. <laughs> it's, it's funny because I ask everyone this and they literally are like, it, they like sit with it for a second of like what's going to be the next big thing or what will happen or like the day that Instagram went down and everyone's like, what if it's gone forever? Yeah. Like <laughs> it's kind of funny to see everyone's reaction. It is. I mean, I don't really – I don't know. I feel like Instagram one isn't going anywhere, mm-hmm. but it's really good to like put your content in other places and like maybe just have it in your on your own website at, or blog because you own that and, you know, we don't – we don't own our content that's on Instagram, believe it or not. I mean, we do, but we actually don't because Instagram can go down like it did that one day where it was a social media apocalypse and everybody had a meltdown. (laughs) And then I reverted back to Twitter and I was just like cracking jokes the whole day because it was just funny. I was like, oh, Instagram called in sick today. Get your shit together. But you know, but like, I was like, it's not the end of the world. Like the entire thing was down. So, like, go out and be in real life and, like, connect with people. Like, it's okay because nobody else can do what we're doing on the app. But I honestly don't feel like the platform is going anywhere. I think, you know, maybe it'll be more video. YouTube will continue to thrive in in a lot of ways. Instagram, you know, Instagram stories is like vlogging. That's the way that I view it. Yeah. So you're showing up every day and they're, you know – a vlog that disappears after 24 hours. Yeah, that's kind of crazy too. Which is crazy. Yeah, I like that you said too. I think that's like really important to highlight is that you said that like everyone reverted to Twitter. Yeah. And, you know, Twitter's been like, poor Twitter. Everyone's been like, <laughs> it's a dying breed. Like it's, you know, like it's like a dinosaur. It's you know, not though. It's only for celebrities or political figures, you know? And it's like, you know, it's kind of like Twitter is so classic and the fact that it's like a certain amount of characters it's kind of like that like playful like smart assy kind of like social media yeah and it's still around and people still leverage it actually I have a really good friend that's like a day trader 
And he was telling me, he's like, yeah, I'm all over Twitter because there's so much news information and so, so much, it's so intense. much because it's like instant bulletin, boom, boom, boom. And like, I used to be really active on Twitter and I was still active, like, but not as active as I used to be before mm-hmm. this was happening. I was tweeting, yeah. but like my, my audience reach on there is not what it is on Instagram. Cause I haven't like nurtured it, hundred percent. you know, yeah. but I, I retweet things and something was really funny. Somebody posted, and I, I'm not going to phrase it the right way, but they're like, everybody from Instagram is coming to Twitter now. And, <laughs> you know, we don't want you here. This is where we're mean. And it's yeah. like, it's true because like people are relentless on Twitter. Like they really speak their mind and they are harsh AF. No. Well, and Twitter is a whole different audience. Oh, yeah. It's like, they're like not like they would probably be the type that are making fun of Instagrammers. They like, they totally like, no, are, yeah. and like I'm on there doing the same thing. Like I'm snarky <laughs> and like being like you yeah. know like sarcastic, and that's not really totally a personality that you get to see from me on Instagram. Yeah, no, it's it's really funny, and I think you totally nailed it too. Because I mean, I feel like my. Yeah, I mean, I feel like my Instagram is a lot of, like, playing fun at, like, what I do and playing fun at, like, the movement and stuff like that. But that's also just my personality. I'm just yeah. kind of a shithead sometimes. <laughs> but I I was, like, going on Twitter because, like, yeah, like, the day that Instagram crashed, I was, like, playing around with it. And I hadn't tweeted since, like, college. I was, oh like, I was like, this is, like, there's, like, spider webs on my profile. You're, like, let me dust this off. <laughs> yeah, I'm, like, shoot. How about go away? Yeah, but that's so funny and you know, even what you were saying about YouTube too, you know, I still feel like YouTube hasn't had its moment, you know, like we're seeing like, you know, we're seeing like LinkedIn pick up, we're seeing Pinterest pick up. I like, there's so many people on YouTube and it's a little bit younger of a demographic, Mm -hmm. but I don't think it's hit yet. Like I still am still waiting for YouTube to like come out swinging and like really give some competition to Facebook and Instagram because I think it has the capabilities yeah and the potential I just don't think it's reached it yet I feel like it's its own animal like Mm -hmm. honestly because you know YouTube is a search engine yeah which is what makes it so unique so if you are really supporting people maybe and not blogging Mm -hmm. I mean vlogging and you're like how to do xyz three tips for this and people are searching that you will grow very quickly if you're if you're doing that. Yeah. But I also feel like, you know, I was on I I am on YouTube, but from the very beginning I was on YouTube like throughout the years and I'd be consistent and then inconsistent and I've watched the changes happen and to me I'm like, mm, I don't know. If I was really dialed in and like really focused, I know I could grow it more than what it is right now. Right. I don't think I've uploaded a video in like a year. But I think that's that's the key with it. You have to be very clear and then be very consistent where a video comes out once a week or twice a week on the same day at the same time and that's how you like grow it. Yeah. I can see that. I can totally see that. You know, it's interesting to see how there's, you know, things like the video gaming world is huge on YouTube. Oh, yeah. Or like, you know, it's actually funny. My cousin has a super successful youtube channel and he's getting like paid like a lot of money and it's kind of funny because like we he's like he's like so like do you know anything about youtube i'm like no actually you should probably teach me because like you're doing this way better than anyone i've ever seen 
it's he all like literally all he does is he started this thing because he was obsessed with like diesel trucks like gmc like dodge like all these like you know just guy shit like yeah and he was just reviewing them like he was just like okay like got out his cute like gopro and just started like doing stuff and it became like a hit and he literally like will go out to dinner and people will come up to him and be like oh my god you're from eddie's life like hi like can like i'd love can i take a picture with you and stuff and i'm i'm like sitting here like he has like no followers on instagram and that's right, right, right. He, he's getting a following on instagram now but he didn't and he's just like he was like this sensation on youtube and he still is and it's it's just crazy that the way that the you i like that you said it's a different animal yeah because the audiences are too very different they are but he's so niched yes right yeah. so like if you pick a very very specific niche special on youtube more than anywhere else i feel like you'll be successful because they're just channels for like unboxing toys and then like how to play the ukulele and like just all stuff about your dog or like you know DJing like how to mix you know a DJ set there's anything you could think of like people will just do one channel for that and that is how their growth happens because they just stick to it and they're like a expert they really show up as that authority and that expert and that's it, it just trickles in and you get more views and that's such a, you know what, that is probably one of the best takeaways. Like that is, yeah, is like being that niche and like really finding that like, you know, tap into that specific community. And like you said, being consistent. Yeah. And I feel like that's one thing that I've even learned, you know, through social media and stuff like that is that the more people that I see that just don't stop, that mm-hmm. just are always on their schedule, they're always consistent even if it's like taking a little bit of time for things to stick, they are usually the ones that blow up. Yeah. Consistency is the key. If you show up mm-hmm. and you are consistent, you will not lose because you you just, you're relentless, right? Mm-hmm. I think Gary Vee says that he has a book, Relentless, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but like if you just know that this is what you want and you're passionate about it and, and you just go with it, you'll make it happen. I mean, I've anything I've ever wanted in my life, I've achieved, manifested, made happen. And when things don't happen, I know I didn't want it bad enough, mm-hmm. that it wasn't 100% aligned. And I learned that later on. But an example is, you know, I'm a really great makeup artist, like a really, really good one. Mm-hmm. And if I really wanted to be that celebrity makeup artist, mm-hmm. I would be that right now. Yeah. But I decided that that wasn't the path that I really actually wanted to to go down like I've done makeup for New York Fashion Week I've been published internationally I've done music videos I've worked with like lower list celebrities and done their makeup and it's just not what I know my my full purpose is because if it was it would be I love that I love that you that you kind of outline that too of you know if you want it bad enough it's gonna happen you know and it's more the fact of like whether or not it aligns with you and if it's if you really truly want it you know if you want to work for it if you want to go after it yeah because I think that's too where and I'm sure you see this often too but you see a lot of people wanting to start blogs or they want to become YouTube famous or they want to they want these things but they're not willing to put in the work in the years and like you said never stop yeah and I feel like that grit too is so necessary. And like you said, when it aligns, you know, maybe you enjoy it more. 
maybe it's not as hard. It's not as a grind, Mm -hmm. you know, because you're enjoying it and you're waiting for the day that it's going to hit. And it's okay if it takes a little bit longer. You're patient with it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, it's really one of those things that I truly believe that you, you know, you just kind of, you just have to really know and believe in yourself and in putting in the work and the time, you'll get it. And especially for somebody, if you're just starting out doing what you're doing, it's very easy to get lost and see the end result of people that you're following, but you have no idea how long it's been taking them to build what they're building. Mm -hmm. Likely years, years. And all you're seeing right now is where they finally are at. So you need to listen to people's stories. Yeah. And you need to understand that like, there's a lot of blood, sweat, and tears for real into people that you view as successful Mm -hmm. that are somewhere where you want to get. Yeah. I I also love that too, is that we, we see these people in their prime and we assume that maybe we, you know, it's, it's a little bit easier, simpler than it really is. Yeah. And I think too, that's also where we can even tap back into social media where it's like things, you know, we see these people that blow up like Mariana Hewitt, Jenna Kutcher, you know, whoever, Desi Perkins. Mm-hmm. And it's like these girls that were freaking blogging back when blogging like wasn't a thing. Oh, yeah. You know, they were putting in money into publicists. They were yep. putting money into, you know, their brands and building things, even when they didn't have money yeah. to spend. So it's like yeah. you're not seeing the hard part of it. And maybe they're not sharing it either. I guarantee that anybody that you see, any one of those people, like – they totally were like on the struggle bus for a while. And I don't say that negatively, like I've been there too and there's still ups and downs in what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. You know, that's the raw reality of it. I think that that's important to be shared because it's not just all rainbows and sunshine and Mm -hmm. magical, you know, (laughs) butterflies and stuff. You know, it's just kind of one of those things where it takes time, it takes effort and passion. Mm -hmm. And you just have to keep at it. And, you know, the only difference between you and those other people is that they decided. Oh, God, I love that. That's so funny. I was actually reading Tony Robbins this morning, and that was the section that I read, was he said that the only difference is between – he said the only major thing that you're going to do today is you're going to make a decision. You're going to make a decision whether or not to go after it or to not do anything at all. Yeah. And that decision literally determines your destiny. Yep. And I think you're so spot on and it like gives me chills because it's like, it's literally that simple. Like you either decide and you go for it or you don't. Yep. I love that. And most of the time, the biggest factor in this is fear. Mm-hmm. So what's holding you back? What is that fear? And I think we let others affect us though what if they think this or what if I'm judged or what if I get this reaction my best advice to you is to say fuck that (laughs) push through that fear because on the other side of fear is the greatest thing you could ever imagine oh fuck that yep (laughs) (laughs) that's so awesome I have to agree with you on that too. I mean, I'm sure you probably see that a lot in your coaching, but it's so real. And sometimes I think that we experience fear without even recognizing that we're being fearful. Oh yeah. Like, you know, I mean, tell me a little bit more about like how you see it. 
yeah, I think a lot of times we we don't even recognize something that's holding us back or a decision that we're making is fear. You kind of really have to check in with yourself, feel into your body and like, what is your gut telling you, your intuition? And if some of you guys don't really know what that is, like your intuition, it's that that feeling in your body or your stomach you get, like when you have to make a decision or somebody asks you to do something, does it feel good? Does it not feel good? Mm-hmm. And oftentimes we have these people-pleasing tendencies and we do things we don't really want to do, but I have news for you. You can say no and probably saying no is going to bring you to the thing that you actually really want. So say no more. Yeah. You know? That's amazing. Yeah. I love that. But yeah, I think I think just really check in with yourself. Yeah. That's the best advice that I can I give. totally agree. I like that you're referencing back to listening to your gut too because I think that's really, really important. And I feel like there's been times where I've made decisions in business based off somebody else's opinion or their advice. And instead of maybe like listening to my gut or listening to what I think is best. Oh, yeah. And I think that that too is something where I see a lot of my fear is that I'll constantly approach other people for business advice or for advice on what, you know, projects we're working on or different ways to run my company. Mm -hmm. And at the end of the day, and I always say this, and it's going to sound like a broken record because I say it all the time on the podcast, but at the end of the day, you know your business best and you know you and -hmm. you know what you're capable of. Yeah. You always have the answers. You always have the answers. The magic is always inside. <laughs> you like always know. I think as a human being, a lot of us still seek that validation. And that's okay. Sometimes we need to bounce our thoughts and things off of our friends and coworkers or colleagues. And I think that that's good, but it'll kind of, you'll hear it and then you'll still most likely go with your gut unless you're being influenced so strongly and then you make a decision and it doesn't feel good after, but that's like a part of the journey and then you learn and you grow from that, you know, and you get better at it. Totally. No, absolutely. So let's talk a little bit about positively impacting our audiences. Yeah. So I always kind of like to ask, you know, what are, how do you feel like, you know, you being an influencer, you having this amazing audience and community that you've built, Mm -hmm. you know, and that you've collectively collected and loved on and just given so much love to, how do you feel like you're being a positive influence on them? And then also too, how do you feel like maybe influencers can positively impact their audiences? Mm. Yeah. I think by just showing up as myself every single day, When you can show up as yourself, it gives other people, hopefully, the inspiration to really just be themselves unapologetically. Yeah. And I think that by doing that and and just sharing my light and my message, it inspires other people to do the same. So as an influencer in this space, I think the best thing you could possibly do is really just be your authentic self. And Zeus uh, agrees. Zeus agrees. He, I don't know what that was right now. Uh, Zeus. Um, I wish you guys could see him. He's so funny. I know this is this is the first dog on the podcast. He's, how do you, how's it feel, Zeus? He says it's good. He's he's a really great <laughs> assistant. He he takes care of all of my emails. Wow, <laughs> those paws, man, huh? You just click on the keyboard. I mean, somebody's got to help pay the rent and the bills, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh my god, he's so cute. Thanks. We're gonna we're gonna do an Instagram story of him because he's way too cute yes. in real life. 
but yeah, I'd say like the best thing you could do is, is just really share like not just the highlights like if you're up in your stories like also share things like not not to be negative Mm -hmm. on stories but to just be like hey like maybe you're having a bad day and you share that like that's relatable that's real when you show those things that brings more connection to your community and that makes you really more of like it humanizes you yeah and I I think that's so important well I feel like too you know again how we were talking about, you know, Instagram being like the highlight reel, you know, it, it shows that transparency. And like you said, Mm -hmm. it brings these connections and now it's going back to act an actual community versus just a social showcase. Yeah. You know? And so I a hundred percent agree. I think that that's something too, that when we, you know, it also checks us when we're on Instagram and we see that transparency and then it feels like we're actually having a human connection versus just watching somebody you know, and being in awe of what they're doing. Yeah, I think if, you know, it's dependent upon uh, what your niche is, obviously, but Instagram stories is magical in the way that you can actually share these other parts of your life and interact in another way. Because like, yeah, we, we talked about how it's great if your feed looks good, um, essentially, because I feel like that's the modern day business card Mm -hmm. is your Instagram feed and you're at an event or you go somewhere and you put, you're not saying like, Hey, can I have your phone number? You're like, Oh, what are you on Instagram? (laughs) Can I follow you? Let's connect. And it takes two seconds for somebody to hop on your feed and decide like, Hey, this person's rad. Like I want to follow them and I want to be their friend. Yeah. But to go on a deeper level, getting in your stories and then getting in your DMs and sending voice text or video text, video messages is huge. Oh, yeah. I totally agree. Totally. I love that. So you've been so much fun. I feel like I'm sitting here talking to a unicorn. It's like the greatest thing ever. You're like making me feel good. Talking about like warm affirmations. I love it. (laughs) I know. I'm ready. I need you to come DJ a party for us soon in office. That'd be great. Zeus, you can help. You can answer emails for everybody, okay? You're going to set that party invite? (laughs) He's so cute. Oh my gosh. Okay, so now we're going to end with some rapid fire. Okay. I'm super excited. This is my favorite part. So let's go with your go-to cocktail. I don't drink. Okay, you don't drink. So if, what about a go-to mocktail? Or you're just a good drink. I just I'm I'm plain in that. I'm like water, but ma- <laughs> matcha. So Ooh. so holy matcha. Where she's down the road, I think. I need <laughs> yeah. to go. Have you go. been yet? Not to the new one. Oh, you gotta go, girlfriend. I need that that turmeric matcha latte secret special menu. If you're in downtown San Diego, you need to go. <laughs> Plug for Geraldine. <laughs> I can't wait to have it. <laughs> I know yesterday I was watching her story. She did like a rose water lemonade and it was like gorgeous looking. I was like, get the hell out of She's here. She's so amazing. And like if if you don't live in San Diego and you are listening to this right now, a must-see, must uh, this is not sponsored. <laughs> um spot to go. It's holy matcha, either downtown or in North Park, but one of the best places that you could possibly take content and also have one of the best matchas you'll ever have in your entire life. Oh, yeah. It's so good. It's so good. So matcha. That's so good. I've actually – Geraldine's been trying to get me to drink it at night because she drinks it at I night. I know she does. And I tried. <laughs> I didn't sleep all night. Oh. <laughs> and oh, no. I've been, like, trying to do it, though, because she really does, like, believe in, like, 
the health benefits and like yeah. she, she told me she's like it's it's not for everybody she's like but try it right before bed and I did and I've heard that actually too like even though there is like that caffeine and it is energizing that mm-hmm. it actually does help kind of like de-stress you yeah I've heard that the properties in it and I'm sure you know more than I do but I've heard the properties in it are actually like something to help you almost unwind a little bit yeah I feel like she she explained that to me her she came on my podcast that's coming out soon on mine she just went she dove in on that like about all the benefits I don't remember them all in this moment but they were so many I, yeah. I feel like I want to say antioxidants I could uh-huh. be lying but like matcha is amazing it's yeah. been around for for so long and she does it right a lot of people do not do it right she does it right she honestly honors yeah like she honors it like it's not like dolled up it's not sugared up it's not like with a bunch of added shit to it it's like the purest pure her ceremonial grade I love I actually bought some I bought it and took it home and love it but I love that. So matcha. So matcha. Matcha. Okay. (laughs) Great. Okay. Your, let's see, your favorite Instagram to stalk. Ooh. Who am I stalking right now? Hmm. (laughs) Like, do I want to (laughs) say? I'm like, I haven't really totally been on that much, but I guess I'm going to say when I stalk, it's mostly because I want to see fashion bloggers, like outfits. That's Mm -hmm. when I like go into a hole. So yeah. Emily Gemma. Ooh, okay. I know she is. Emily, is, is it Emily and Gemma? I love her. She's just so cute. I think they live in the Midwest, but like her and her family, she's pregnant right now. But she always puts together like the cutest outfits so effortlessly with her big, like curly, like brown hair. I'm just like, I love you, girl. <laughs> <laughs> I love that so much. That's great. I was just saying that, uh, do you follow Ricky Thompson? Oh, yes. No, I love him, too. Recently, I've just been like, oh, my gosh, you are the most magical unicorn ever. I was like, I am obsessed with your videos. If you don't know who we're talking about, you absolutely need to go follow him. Oh, when he comes and starts banging the pan and, hello, you're, like, sitting there, like, what the shit is happening? And then he gets all sassy with it. Oh, my gosh. He's, oh. he's amazing. He's He's keeping it real. He's amazing. He's great. Yeah. Okay. Favorite reality TV show? I don't really watch TV, so no. I don't have one. Okay. I'm bombing, your rap- I'm, I'm bombing your rapid fire. Dude, it's fine. I mean, these are like, these are just like, it just means you're not basic, right? I mean, these are like the most basic, like, rapid fire questions. It's fine. You're killing it. You're killing it, Ashley. <laughs> I'm like, uh, I don't even know what's on TV. Well, shit. That's fine. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. What about the hottest? I put the hottest podcast that you're listening to right now, but it could be like your favorite podcast. Mm. Besides Brunch with the Universe. Besides my own. (laughs) Um, Who do I really love to listen to? I would probably have to say Angie's actually. Yeah? Like, yeah, I kind of, I'm in that creative mode right now where I'm not really listening to many people. I'm, I'm not even listening to hers in this current moment, but I love her podcast. Who else do I listen to? The Lady Gang. Oh, they're great. I love them. Yeah. Obviously, I'll, I'll tune into the Skinny Confidential too. Yeah, she's good. Her things. Um, I feel like there's other people I listen to as well, but they're not coming to me in the moment. No, right those now. are also good. I feel like, well, I've been saying, 
I mean, I feel like everyone listens to Angie's. Like, just even, like, I'm honestly in awe by how many people she reposts a day from listening to her podcast. I know. Like, her community is, like, I'm like, girl, you Oh, oh, mass. one other person. Yes. My friend Keisha, the Empower Her podcast, it's oh. killing it. She started four months ago, and she just hit 100,000 downloads. You're lying. No. Oh, my god. She's so amazing. So Empower Her podcast, it's really, really good. Oh, I want to listen to that. I need to listen to it. Yeah, I need to. She's here in San Diego, too. Oh, she is? Yeah. She moved here, I don't know, it's not a year yet, but she's from Seattle, lived in New York City, and we connected when she moved here. But um, I'm also from New York, so I've only actually been here a year and a half. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to hit her up. Meet her. I haven't yeah. met her. That's you amazing. Need, you need to meet her. She's I amazing. I would love to. That's great. Okay, and then let's end on this one. Well, actually, we have one more before we end. Favorite influencer business owner? My favorite influencer business owner. I don't feel like I can pick just one. <laughs> That's fine. Give me like your top three. I love Kaylee, not just because she's yeah. my friend. But she runs Clear STEM, mm-hmm. and I just she's absolutely killing it. Angie, mm-hmm. you know she's such a light. You got you have like a little girl gang. You guys are all like a part of this little like badass girl gang. Yeah, yeah. I would say Keisha Fitzgerald also. She's killing it as well. Um, my friend Kira McCullough, who mm-hmm. runs Babes Who Sweat, and my friend Paul Fishman, who's killing it in the self love game. Also, his podcast just dropped, and it's on YouTube also. I know. I freaking, I was, like, pushing him. I remember probably about six months ago, I was like, when are you going to do a podcast? Because, like, if I'm doing one, you for sure need oh, one. Oh, yeah. I was I was like, no, Paul, you're doing it. And then Ava Johanna, too. Oh, yeah. She's doing really well, too. I know. all the And, like, the majority of these people, if you don't know them, listeners, are literally all from San Diego. Yeah. Like, say, look at us. I know. <laughs> yeah, and I'm like, like so blessed to call all of these amazing humans my friends. I, I know mean, you like literally hang out with all of them on the weekends. Like it's literally <laughs> your tribe. Yeah, they're amazing. They're all amazing. They're so amazing. That's so awesome, dude. Okay, well, we're gonna end on this last question. Okay, it's kind of a big one. Okay, because it's in our name. But what does influence mean to you? Okay, influence means to me basically how you are impacting Mm -hmm. so you can influence like by sharing what you love your thoughts and the things that you like in life but remember that influence you if you have that Mm -hmm. use it for good like Mm -hmm. that's a serious thing not to be taken lightly because if you can influence you can change so many people's lives yeah 100%. That was such a good answer. I love that you paired it back with like doing it for the good. Because I think too, there is some sort of social responsibility that maybe a lot of people haven't like realized yet. Yeah. But when you're impacting that many people, like there, there needs to be some type of like conscience, conscience, consciousness, consciousness, consciousness. Thank you. There you go. When you're, when you're kind of putting yourself out there to that many people. Yeah. Because even if it's one person, you are, you're probably adding light and brightness to their day by just being you. And mm-hmm. 
if you're in the influence space for the wrong reasons, it'll catch up to you. It's not going to feel good. You're not going to end up being happy. So if you can use your platform for good and you have a passion and how you can make an impact and help people, uh, just do it. Like your words matter. Take what's coming out of your mouth seriously and think before you speak. I love that. Because it's super powerful. Amen. And on that note, we will end. (laughs) (laughs) Ashley, you've been an absolute joy. Zeus, I'm so happy you've been the first dog on the podcast. I'm happy he was too. Look at him. He's adorable. Thank you. He's just staring out the window. He's checking out the office. I love it. (laughs) All right, guys. Well, thank you so much, Ashley. And um, thanks for going under the influence with us. Thank you for having me.